Well, good morning and welcome to uh, week one of our brand new series called Bring It. We are so glad that you guys are here today. Any, any drumline fans? Any drumline fans? I love that part there that I was, Diane and I were watching that this week and I was getting super excited. I was like, hey, let's watch that movie. We didn't watch it, but we, I did like it and it did get me excited. And um, hey, we missed you guys last week. Diane and I were in Texas and uh, we got the opportunity to speak at a marriage conference. And, um, and uh, we were so thankful that it was over because when you're preaching on marriage, the enemy's attacking you. You know, if you're, whatever you're preaching on, the enemy's attacking you on that. So we got to do a talk on, on marriage. On Friday night, we got to hang out with our mentors and our overseers. I tell you guys this all the time, but everybody needs a pastor. And um, every pastor needs a pastor. Everybody needs a pastor. And every pastor needs a pastor. I was talking with some counselors a few weeks ago. I said, hey, you counsel people, but who's your Who's your counselor? So you have to have some people in your life that are speaking into you. I preach that to you guys all the time. So I want you guys to know that we model that. So we go sit with our overseers from time to time and allow them to pour into us. And we're so thankful. Um, we're so thankful that you guys give us a time, a way to do that. And then on Sunday morning, we got to preach at that church, um, at that church called Warehouse Church. And um, that fog is going to stop eventually. You guys are like, man, our pastor is smoking on stage. And it's going to go away. Hey, um, but we, uh, we're starting a brand new series called Bring. Anyways, I want to say thank you for coming last week. Um, my, our one, it was cool. We got to go be with one of our overseers and our Dionysus pastor, her dad. Um, one of our pastors got to speak into you guys, your life. I heard nothing but great, great things from you guys about that message. And when we leave, I always want to give you the best. And Pastor Dave is one of the best communicators. We're so thankful. Hey, we're in a series called Bring It. And, um, and that, it means exactly what it means. You and I, we're called to bring something. So this past week, you and I, we were at the, um, we've asked you guys to bring in some things this month. And the thing that we asked you guys to bring in this month was, um, or this week actually, was some socks and some underwear. Some socks and some underwear. And you guys have brought that in. I don't know how much you guys have brought in, but I saw garbage bags of being dumped into things. And so you guys, we're going to bless Matthew's Hope with that this week. And so thank you guys for bringing that up. They don't even know we're doing it. We're just going to show up with all the bags of stuff. And we're super excited about that. Frank's excited about it. Uh, I'm excited about it. But we're going to bring those bags of socks and those bags of underwear to them this week. And then this week, or this week, but this week you're going to bring in, or next week you're going to bring in week two, you're going to bring in peanut butter and jelly and plastic jars, please. Peanut butter and jelly and plastic jars, please. And we weren't going to bring plastic because we're going to give these to Maxie Elementary. And um, it's a school right here in our city. And they give away peanut butter and jelly to those students. And they take it home to feed their families on the weekends. There's a handful of those kids that they don't have um, a meal every night. And so they give them peanut butter and jelly. And they give them pasta sauce and, and noodles to go home on the weekend so they have lunch. And we just believe this, that no kid should be in our city not having food on, on the plate. We just believe there's some things that we ought to, there's some things in, our, in this city that, that if they're not being met, it should bother you and I. And those, this is one of the things that bothers us. And if you know anything about homeless people, they, they're, they're, when they're homeless out there, clean socks and dry socks is very helpful to them. And a lot of people, when you study the, um, the homeless culture and you spend some time with them, you find out a lot of times we give them things that they don't really need. But what they really need is clean socks and clean underwears. There's no washers and dryers in the middle of a homeless camp. And so we want to give them um, those things. And uh, we're super excited about that. And this week we're bringing peanut butter and jelly. And then the week after that, um, we're bringing children's multivitamins in for Kenya. You can plan ahead. There's one of these cards in the seat next to you. Um, and then the week after that, we're going to bring a friend. And so on a seat around you, you have a card that looks like this. It says, Hope Starts Here. We want you to bring your friends on March the 22nd. We want you to bring them here. And uh, you guys all have friends. Barna tells us this, that 80% of people would come to church if they were invited, which tells me this. You got friends. They don't go to church. But if you invited them, 80% of them would actually come. So if you invite 100 people this week, 80 of them would come. Or if you invited 10, 8 of them would show up. I mean, your, your friends, they, they, they're looking for something. 
they're looking for something. I was talking to Derek just a few moments ago, and when we're out and about in the community, people are asking us for the hope that we're singing about. And we have that, and his name is Jesus. So we want to invite our friends so they can hear about Jesus on March 22nd. And then March 29th, we're bringing uh, grocery gift cards in for Bethany Services, which is an organization right here in our community. And they help people um, with, with adoption and, and help people with safe, kids have safe homes to, to hang out in. And so that's all on this right here. You can bring it all next week if you want. We're not going to be mad at you. It would be great if you did it in order one week at a time. But if you want to bring it next week because you may not be here one of the weeks, that's totally fine. Hey, here's what the Bible says. Acts chapter 20, verse 35, it talks about you and I are supposed to bring it. Acts 20, verse 35, the Bible says this. And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of Jesus. And that's what we want you to do. This whole bring it thing is all about Jesus. You should remember the words of Jesus. And here are the words of Jesus. Jesus, it is more blessed to bring it. I added that in there. That's the yellow there. Don't get mad at me, okay? It's more blessed to give than is receive, or it's more blessed to, to bring it than to receive it. I love receiving gifts. It's my top love language. It's my, it's my first love language. It's my second love language. But I love, I love receiving gifts, but, man, it is nice to give a gift away. It is nice to bless somebody. You guys built those 40 bunk beds just a few weeks ago, just a few weeks um, just a few weeks ago, and, and, I, and they, they ran out of mattresses, so we were able to go out and buy some mattresses. And it's, it's so fun for me to drop off the gifts that we all come together and we give, because here's what I feel. It's better to give than it is to receive. It's better to bring it, it's better to bring it than, to, than to receive it. The Bible also tells us in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, for we are God's masterpiece. You're God's masterpiece. He created, like, you're his masterpiece. He created you. He created me different from you and you different from the person next to you. He created us anew in Christ Jesus. If you're a follower of Jesus, the Bible says you're a masterpiece. You were created brand new so that we can bring it. He created you. That's beautiful masterpiece so you can, so you can bring it. He wants you to bring it. And he wants you to bring it. He wants you to do the good things that he planned for us long ago. He wants you to bring it. You know about bringing. I'm, I'm giving you Bible verses, but like bring it is like bring in your A game. Like you, you know what it's like to bring it. Maybe you wake up in the morning and, and you go to get ready. Maybe you're gonna maybe you're gonna go on a date with your your wife or your, or your boyfriend, or your girlfriend, and you put on the outfit and you want to smell good. You want to bring it. You know what I'm saying? Like everything about your life is is bringing. You get the new shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like you you want to look you want to look extra good. You want you want to smell extra nice. You put the extra cologne on. And if you really like her, you like start mixing colognes. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like, I'm gonna mix this up and I'm gonna mix, I'm gonna make my own clone because I want to make sure that I look good. Or you get that new outfit. Easter's coming. Easter's coming. You know what Easter means. Brand new outfits. You know what I'm saying? People that will never come to church, they go out one day a year, they go out and buy this really, really nice outfit. Moms and dads, you beg your kids to smile for that one picture. They ain't been to church all year long. There's a reason why they're not smiling. They are confused. They're like, what is this place? And so you get them ready for Easter, and they get this, and you, you want to bring it. You want to bring it. Paige is here today on the second row. She flies out to go to Australia in just a couple days, and she's going to go be in a, and she's a professional water skier. Like, we don't want her to go, just, just go have at it. We don't want her to go, go have at it. It's not like, just go try it. Go, just go be okay with it, or just, you know, have fun with it. Like, we want you to have fun, but we, we want her to bring it. Like, we, we want to win. Like, we want to be successful. We don't want to come back with, you know what, Wes, Paige never says to me, you know what, I'm hoping to come back with the last place trophy. I really think that would, we want to bring it. We, we, we want everything that we do, we want, to, we want to bring our best, but we should bring it for God too. And he wants us to bring it. There's a story in the Bible, <clears throat> before we get too far into the story, I, I, I want to say this to you, that God has given each of us a gift, and that gift is meant to be shared. 
He wants you to bring that gift that you have. He, he, he created you wonderfully and incredibly. He wants, you to, he wants you to bring that one thing. He wants you to bring your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your treasures. Like you, you and I, we were built to bring it. Magazines tell us or studies tell us that you and I, we were, we were actually created to be generous. We were created to give. You want to know why I know you and I were created to give? Because the Bible tells me and, and tells you and I today that God created us in his image. And everything about Jesus was about giving, giving, telling stories about Jesus and giving. You and I, we got to bring that. Like We get to bring all that God gives us. He gives it to us not so we can keep it and hoard it to ourselves. He brings it for us so that we can, so we can give it, so we can bring it back to him or, or we can bring it to our neighbors or we can bring it to our, our friends. But you were created to bring it. I watched all these basketball teams this past um, week on, it was regionals and getting close to the regional finals. Now the, in, in the city now, the, the final fours are set for the state championships. But those kids aren't thinking, uh, I saw some of these kids throughout the week that are in these regional tournaments, some of the best players in the country and, and um, in, in the city for sure. And next week we'll have an AAU team here, some of the best players in the, in the city. And they're not out there just saying, you know, I hope we do okay, I hope we do average. They're doing everything they can to bring it. I think if, if this is for, if God's created us with this, as this masterpiece, we got to bring all we have for him. We got to bring it the best we can and as often as we can and as much as we can. You've been given a gift. The Bible tells that. It goes on even further in Ephesians chapter 4. It's not in your, in your notes, but in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7, Jesus tells us, I've given you this gift. I've given you this gift. Now, what the question today is, are you going to bring it or not? Are you bringing what you have? Are you, are you doing your part? Am I doing my part? Or are we doing our part? Are we, are we bringing it? This, this morning, you guys brought socks, and I don't know how many you guys socks, but I saw bags and bags, 23 pairs of socks, 29 packs of underwear. We're getting started already in the first service. That's going to be awesome. Those are packs. Like we're going to reach, we're going to be able to help a lot of people, but if, what, if we, what would happen if we all decided we were going to bring it every single day of our life? What if you woke up tomorrow and said, I'm going to bring it to work. I'm just going to bring it. Whatever I got, I'm going I'm to bring it. The Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, whatever you do, whatever you do, whether you eat, whether you drink, whatever you do, you want to bring it all for the glory of God. What if everything in your life you just were gonna, you were just gonna bring it? Uh, Jill's here today, and Jill's a bring it kind of person. Jill um, went to Derek and Giselle's Financial Peace University class right back there, and she got it, and she 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 learned it, and her and Mick were there, and and she got it, and she started applying some of the stuff, and and she got that thing, and she got those tools, and she started paying off her debt and start using all the tools that she got her, and she didn't stop there. She's like, I like this. By the way, I don't know if you've ever been there before, but being debt-free feels really good. Like, you'll, you'll love it. Like, I don't know if you're there or not, but it feels really nice. And she, it felt so good for her. She said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach that class. Now. I'm going to bring it. I, I've, I've already received it. Now I want to bring it to some other people. Now every single Wednesday night, she's teaching people. She didn't stop there. She's like type A personality over the top, right? Right, Mick? I know I did, I did their pre-marriage coaching, so I know she's over the top, and I like her because I'm over the top. But she went so far, she said, I went ahead, and she, she's a certified coach, a financial, financial coach now with, with Dave Ramsey. Like, she's like, she's bringing it. Like, she received it, but now she's like, I want to bring it now. You and I should be at the same exact place. There's a story in the Bible in Matthew chapter 14. You've heard it before, and I'm not going to spend a long time unpacking it today, but I'm going to read it to you and then show you a couple things I think might would help you today. Matthew chapter 14, verse 13. As soon as Jesus heard this news, Will West, what news did he hear? John the Baptist was just, was just beheaded. His, his head was taken off, and it was served on a platter. How about that for kids' church? <laughs> we'll skip that one. <clears throat> as soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. By the way, Sabbath is important. We don't Sabbath so we don't get tired. 
we Sabbath because we, we need it. Jesus modeled it. Like a lot of people, like they get tired and then they Sabbath. Like you ought to Sabbath first so you don't have to be tired and exhausted. You ought to practice the Sabbath. Jesus modeled Sabbath. He's about to go to work, but he says here, I did this, I, this incredible thing just happened. I'm super sad about my friend John dying. Because of me, it's all my fault because I, he's a follower of Jesus. And the Bible says here that he, the crowds heard that he was headed <clears throat> where he was headed, and they followed him on foot from many towns. I mean, everywhere Jesus went, he brought it. And people knew about it. Like, I want to go, dude, wherever he's at, I'm, I'm going with him. Like, he's bringing it. Wherever he's at, he's bringing it. No matter what he's doing, He's bringing it, like next level, bring it all the time. Verse 14, Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them. He healed their sick. I mean, everywhere he went, he was bringing. He never said, you know what, I'm too busy for you. And I want to let you know today, if you're here today and you have a need that God, you want God to meet, he's not too busy for you. I know so many people that quit talking to him because, like, oh, he must be too busy for me. I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday. He goes, man, you're really busy. I said, I'm always this to people all the time. I'm never too busy for people. Jesus is never too busy for people. Everywhere he went, he's healing people, and he's helping, and he's healing, and he's helping. And you and I ought to heal, help, help with the healing and the helping, and we ought to help, and we ought to help, and we ought to help. And Jesus is modeling that for you and I. We ought to bring it. That evening, the disciples, they came to him, and they said, this is a remote place. They're telling Jesus where he's at. By the way, bad idea. Never tell Jesus where he's at. He's the creator of the universe. He knows where he's at. Like, do you ever thought of this before? Jesus doesn't need GPS. That's just, that's, maybe that's just what's in my mind. <laughs> he always knows where he's going. He's the creator of the universe. They go, we're in a remote place, and, like, maps doesn't even work out here, God. And it's getting late. Like, he's the creator of time. Like, he, like God, it's late. I don't know if you, God, have you checked your, Jesus, have you checked your watch yet? <laughs> Check your phone, God. Like, see what time it is. Like, he's like, yo, it's, it's late, and we're in a remote place. And he goes, you've got to send these people away. Now, we're, God, think good, I mean, these disciples, they're like me. I'm like, yo, let's get late, Jesus. Like, get him out of here. Not Jesus. Jesus like, yo, I know what time it is. I know where we're at. Jesus knows where you're at. He's not, he's, you might think he should have showed up already in your life, but he's not going to be late. He's going to show up on time. It may not be on your time, but it's going to be on his time. His time is all that matters. And I, I'm just a side note, he's out of time. He's not fixed by your little, your, your little time sets. And we hear this, this pastor scripture. He's like, hey, go send these crowd away. The crowd's huge, by the way. But Jesus said this, that isn't necessary. <clears throat> you don't got to send them away. I know they're hungry. I know it's late. But he goes, hey, guys, I want you to feed them. Tells the disciples, you guys go feed them. And they're looking around. They're like, okay, this could be a problem. Like, because you don't want to tell Jesus. Like, you, like, my kids are really good with excuses. That's at the age that we're at now. We're at the age of excuses. You don't want to tell Jesus, oh, Jesus, oh, I, I, we can't do it. You feed them. And they're like, yo, they're doing the math real quick. They, they, they reach into their, their skirts or to their, 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 their clothes things. They, they wore dresses back then. It was okay for guys that wear dresses. But they, they reach into these dresses and like, yo, we don't got that much money. And the stores are closing. And they're all hungry. And you want us to feed them? I don't think we have it. We don't have it in us. Like, we can't bring it. Like, I, it sounds really good. Like, I was totally in the message. I was totally, I, want, I wanted to bring it. We really want to bring it. But we just don't have the resources that we need to go out and to help these people. But we only, but here's what we do have. They're like, well, we don't have a lot, but here's what we do have. And you may not have a lot, but here's what you do have. Because we only have five loaves of bread, <clears throat> and we got two fish. Like, and last time we checked, God, this ain't going to go very far. Like, this, there's thousands of people. We got five loaves of bread, and we got, we got two, two cans of sardines. Anybody, anybody not afraid or you're okay with eating sardines? Anybody like sardines? You like sardines. You like sardines. You like the three of us. Like, if you, all you got, if you've never, like, here's what I, here's what I think. I don't if you haven't, like, been poor before, like, you, you, you've never had sardines before. 
like, or you haven't been like, or, or, or maybe like, it's different cultures. It's, it, I know it's a cultural thing. So I remember one day my, my dad took me to work. And I, I was telling these guys that uh, Phil that I, I grew up as a landscaper's kid. My dad took me out to work one day, and there was, there was a few kinds of meals when you're a landscaper that you would go to feed the homie. And my dad would get a couple of things. We'd be out on the, work, on the workforce or out on the, on the work truck. He'd buy a loaf of bread. He would buy a box of eight-piece fried chicken from, from Publix. And you know what else he had to buy? If you don't know, you don't know. He had to buy a bottle of Crystal's hot sauce because how many of you know chicken don't taste good without that hot sauce? You know what I'm saying? All the white people are like, we don't know what you're saying. <laughs> we don't know. You got to put that crystals on that fried chicken and that biscuit. And my dad would buy a, a, he'd buy a dozen of the a Publix glazed donuts, which, in my opinion, the glazed donuts from Publix, that, that, those are my favorites. And so he would buy them. But one time he was like, hey, Dad. My dad came back and said, hey, there was no chicken. We have to change it up. I go, what you got, Dad? He goes, I got crackers, the, the bread. Cool. And he brought a can of sardines. And I'm like, this is not going to be good. He's like, you're going to try you're going to try sardines. And I don't know where you're from, but in my house, if you do something disgusting, my dad, my dad and my grandpa used to say this. If you do something completely nasty, it was always going to be, son, this is going to put hair in your chest. And when you're a little boy, you want hair in your chest. You think that stuff is so cool, you know? <clears throat> so you're like, you, you get there, he's like, son, take these crackers and you put the sardines on and then you just, you just cake it in hot sauce, son. Well, man, they don't tell you your breath's going to smell so bad for like the next six weeks, you know? Like it's just... It's just miserable. But this guy's like, they got a few loaves of bread, and they got a, they got a few fish, and they don't have a whole lot. But it's like, okay, cool, this is what we, this is what we do have, God. And, and Jesus says to them, bring it. Hey, guys, the very next verse, he goes, he goes bring, bring it. Like, bring, I want you to bring it. Like, you, you guys have it. Like, you can bring, bring them here. Bring it to me. And he brings the fish, and he brings the, 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 the bread to them. And then he told them to sit down on the grass. And Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, and he looked up towards heaven. He's going to pray. You gotta, this is, if you ever want to, whether or not you should pray for your feet or not, <laughs> Jesus did. <laughs> There's a lot of things, if you just do what Jesus did, you just, that, you're, you don't, it's not very hard. Just do what Jesus did. Like you, you're like, why should I pray for my food? If Jesus prayed for his food, you better pray for your food. You know what I'm saying? If Jesus gave, you ought to give. If Jesus served people, like Jesus didn't have to work his way to get into heaven. The only way to get into heaven is to be sinless. The only way to get into heaven is to be sinless. And you and I couldn't do that. Jesus, Jesus didn't have to do all these miracles to help all these people. He was sinless. He never sinned before. Never said something he should have said. Never done something he should have done. Like, he was perfect. The spotless lamb of God, which is why he was able to die on the cross for your sins and for my sins. He says here, yeah, we're going to, he looks up and he, and he blesses it. He prays to God. And then the Bible says he, he, he sits down on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves, looked up towards heaven and blessed them. And then... Breaking the loaves into pieces. Now, how long did that take? You know what I'm saying? Like, because we're, if, you, if you haven't heard the story yet, let me, let me read it to you. The Bible says he, he broke it all up and he distributed it. Verse, verse 20, they all ate as much as they wanted. And then afterwards, you, well, I love what I love about Jesus. There's always an afterward. And the disciples picked up the 12 baskets of leftovers. And about 5,000 men were fed that day in addition to all the women and to the children. It doesn't even tell us how many women. It doesn't tell us how many children. All it says is how many men were fed because they eat more. Than, that's why. Like, he's like, hey, this is how much men were fed. But as he would count the, the kids, so some theologians think this, he could have fed somewhere between fifteen and 20,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. I don't know about you guys in here today, but those are pretty staggering numbers. How many of you guys would like your, your Roth account to grow like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that would be awesome. I mean, like your 401k to gazillion time to the gazillion, to, to, I mean, multiplication. Like, that's the next level. 
<clears throat> yeah, that many of, that many of, I'm going KJV on y'all. That's a lot. It says here, they all ate as much as they wanted, and afterward, the disciples picked up the 12 baskets, and then there was leftovers. I mean, who is this guy? What does he, who does he think he is? And about 5,000 men were fed that day, in addition to all the women and to the children. I mean, what a beautiful story, or what a beautiful picture of what it means to bring it. I mean, these, we have Jesus here, and, and today in 2020, where we're at today, Jesus is in the midst here today. He's meeting with us right here today, and, and you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and Jesus exists, and now that we have that, we have us in the story. We're the disciples in here today, and we got people around us in the city that they don't have socks, they don't have underwear, they don't have food, they don't have clothing, they don't have clean water. We're, we're helping places in Nairobi, Kenya, and when you sleep, by the way, when you sleep, this church meets 24 hours a day. We're helping people all around the world. I got a little picture this week from, a, from four little high school girls right here over at West Orange High School. These, we, we invested in the school today, this project. They're building, or they're, 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 they're building a mural because they're trying to help their friends quit killing themselves. And so they put a mural in there. They're, these guys, they, we've invested in the school. They've got their friends together from the art class. They've gathered some money together. And they're drawing flowers and pictures because they're tired of their friends killing themselves. This church doesn't sleep. A few weeks ago, we invested in another project. There's so many projects that we invested. I can't even tell you about all the projects that we invested. But we invested in, in, in putting in... Um, and putting in sunflowers over at Windermere High School because they, one of their friends took their lives. And they want to put this sunflower garden right in the middle of the thing to help encourage kids not to quit, quit taking their lives. Why wouldn't we bring it? We have all the things. So we have Jesus in the story. We got the disciples. You and I, if you're a follower of Jesus, you should be a disciple. And you should be loving and encouraging. You should be bringing it. And we got a bunch of lost people. We live in a city full of lost people and the hurting and the broken. I want you to get too far off. You're a disciple, you're hurting and broken, but there's lost people, they're hurting and broken, but they don't have the hope that we're singing about today. So that's why it's imperative for you and I to bring it. You, you, you can bring it. You, you, you have what it takes, you can bring it. You have something to bring. Everyone's got something to bring. You can bring it. I'm trying to convince you today that you can bring it. It's easy sometimes to think, well, Wes, he can bring it. Man, he's a pastor, he can bring it. Nelson and Jenny, they can bring it. They loved you. They've been saved for 30-something years. They, they can bring it. They, they can bring it. She can bring it. He can bring it. It's so easy. It's easy for you to come to church and clap your hands and say, man, Wes, he can bring it. Derek and Diane, they, man, they can bring it. Good for Jill. Man, they, she can bring it. You can bring it. You have what it takes to bring it. You can leave here today. You, you can bring it. Everyone can bring it. We all can do something to bring it. You're like, what is it? You, when, you, when you have it, you know what it is. There's a book out I read when I was in college called It. It's about churches that have it. I was talking to a friend of mine today. He went to a mega church this past week. He said, not one person said hi to me. You walk in that lobby and someone ever doesn't say hi to you, just come see me first. I'm going to say hi to you. But we want people to say hi. That's it. That's it. Ever walk into a place and it has it? We, I don't want to offend anybody today, but like, well, let me say it the positive way. Like Dizzy's parking lot, it has it. It has it. Some of the other parking lots are from some other places, of the other big industry places that are their competitors. When you go in their parking lot, they don't have it. This church has it. Diana said to me, God, she said, Wes, we, we got to make sure that we never lose it in the, in the lobby. There's a, there's a couple here today. They're brand new to our church. If you come to our church and you fill out a connection card, awesome. If you don't, it's, it's fine. But I, I sent a handwritten letter. Man, we're so glad you came. And 
this, this family, they came, and I wrote them a card, and I was sitting in the staff room with their staff, and they're like, well, the, the elementary kid, he got a card. He, 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 yeah, he got it because they got three boys. He, he got a card. He, they wrote a card to him, and the little boy in the preschool, and, and he got a card. I'm like, man, they got a lot of cards this week. That's when you have it. You, you can bring it. You can bring it. Homeless guy in the lobby a few weeks ago, a, f- a few weeks ago, we were taking the biggest offering of the year, and Eloy walked by him and just gave him his, his breakfast. He, you, he has it. You, you have it. You, we all have it. Jeff has it. Jeff has it. Layton said to me today, Layton's gone to this church for, since, for four years. He goes, who is the guy? Who's the guy from Canada? I'm like, bro. I was like, that's Whitney's dad. He's like, we need him every Saturday. I'm like, bro, he's here. You're not. <clears throat> he has it. You have it. You have it. We don't have the same thing, but you, you, ha- you have it. I'm trying to explain it to you, but you, you have it. Kelsey and Justin have it. If you come to this church, if you come to this church, they're not afraid to talk. To you. If you're new, they're, they're going to come up to you. They have it. Now, everyone can't do that. I, 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 would, my, I may not do that. You, you may not do that. You, you have it. Some of you guys have the gift of generosity. You have it. You have it. You have what it takes. Every, you, we, we all can bring it. The, the it that we all have is the gospel. Jesus came, he died, and he rose again for our sins so we can have a life and have a full life, an abundant life, a life that's overflowing. You, you, you have it. I was flying this week. We have a, a flight attendant in the church. Southwest has it. <laughs> they have it. You know what they found out at Southwest? You're like, how do you know about Southwest? Here's what they know. If people will laugh on the flights, they're more likely to buy another flight from that same exact place. And if people will return, their money can multiply. But what they found even in that same exact time, that study of finding out about the laughing that people come back, they also found out that all their flights were so delayed. So they had to go out and spend billions of dollars to buy two more airplanes. That was it. But they spent the two billions of dollars and they decided they were going to go out and make people laugh. And the, if they kept on coming, it would pay for the airplanes over and over and over and over and over and over again. They have it. They have it. I don't remember which one it was, whether it was Walgreens or CVS, but one of them decided they were going to take out the cigarettes. And you know what it did? You know what that did for them? That they dropped a, they dropped a point the next day, but now they, are, they have it. It, it. It's like it's now their stock is higher, and it's just they have it. They knew what it was. They're like, we can't kill people and give them health at the same exact time. They have it. They figured out what it was. You have to figure out what your it is. You have to figure, keep coming, I'll help you with it is, but you got, you got to figure out what your it is. It's kindness, it's faithfulness, it's gentleness, it's self-control. Those are all fruits of the spirit. You all have that. You all have the good news. Some of you guys, man, it's just, you're going to go out and you're going to, man, you're just going to invite somebody. You have it. You have what it takes to invite somebody. You have a mouth. You have, you have two arms, two legs. You have it. You, you have it today. You have, you have a gift. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, some of you get the gift of teaching and, and, and prophecy and, and, and encouragement and to love you. Like, he, he gives all these gifts and he spells them all out. Like, some you, you have it. You have it. <clears throat> so here's the second thing. Uh, this is in your notes, but nobody else can bring what you can bring. Nobody else can bring what you can bring. Here's, here's two things I want you to know. If we bring it, God will multiply it. If we bring it, God will multiply it. I'm not telling you that because it preaches really well. I'm telling you because I read the story, he multiplied it. I mean, 
the dude, the dude had just, he just had five loaves of bread. I mean, that's all he had. He's there, just, he just mind his own business, just eating. That's banana, that's banana nut bread, that's so good. That banana nut bread from Starbucks is baller. I mean, he's just, he's just like, I got the banana nut bread. He's like, man, I got the blueberry. Like, you don't even have to get them heated up. Like, when they get, like, Mr., they, they, call, they know my name. They're like, well, that's, they, they love me at Starbucks, by the way, because I'm, I'm nice to them there. I'm nice to them there. I'm nice. You just got to be nice to people. I mean, they have, they, I mean, just, he has five loaves of bread. That's all he had. They took the five loaves. Jesus sits them down. Another story, the Bible says he sits them in groups of 50, and they get 12 baskets. I don't know where the 12 baskets came from, but church, they just wouldn't, they just started handing it out. Here's the gospel. We love you. In the name of Jesus, we love you. Hey, we, here's some socks. Here's some underwear. Here's a bunk bed. I'm sorry you have to sleep on the floor. I know you can't choose your, your circumstances. You've given the parents you were given and all the But here's, here's a bed. Here, here's a blanket. Here's a T-shirt. Here's a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. Like, that's all they had. They, they multiply it. It's easy. Multi, I mean, Jesus uses, I'm glad that we have a God who believes in, in, in multiplication. They multiplied it. And then they, when they were done, something incredible happens. The baskets are full, and they get the 12 baskets, and they go back around. I don't know how long that took. That, must, that was a long dinner time. If you ever come to dinner with me and say, Pastor Wes, would you pray for the meal? Don't expect something super eloquent and spiritual. I'm praying for the food. That's all I'm doing. I'm not praying for the missionaries. I'm not praying for the Bring It series. I'm not doing that. I'm praying for the food, what you asked me to do. People expect, like, they're like, like man, pastor's going to pray for the food. I'm like, no, you're getting Jesus, and we're so thankful for this food. It's people who don't have it, we're glad we do. Thank you, amen. That's what you got. Next time we go, you don't even have to pray. I just, I, that covered it. That prayer right there covered the, <laughs> too far. <laughs> Way too far. Way too far. Even you know that was too far. <clears throat> you got to, if you bring it, God will multiply it. Now, I'm about to step on your toes. Just a pre-warning. Here's the second thing. If you bring it, God will bless it. If you bring it, I thought the bite of bread I took was so small, but apparently I'm still, I'm still eating it. It's gone now. Huh? It's really, that's what God does. He multiplies. God's like, I know it'll mean more if you eat the whole way through. Mike, what's going on up here, Mike? If you bring it, God will multiply it. If you bring it, God will bless it. Now, here's the deal. This is where I'm going to step on your toes. Pre-warning, this is for you. Some of you guys in here today, you can. it's so easy for you to bring a pair of socks, a pair of underwear. Like you're going to bring it, and God's going to multiply it. And you're going to, or some of you guys will bring nothing because you're part of, you're, you didn't bring anything. And that's okay. I'm not mad at you. You didn't know about it. Whatever the case may be. You didn't have time. You forgot. All those things, they're, they're all important. But we're going <clears> to, <throat> when Hope Church leaves here today and it goes, in the, and all that stuff goes in that Hope Church truck, that's all of us in here today. That's all of us in here today. <clears throat> some of you guys paid for a chair. We're going to have to buy chairs soon. We're, we're figuring out logistics. We have some logistic issues that we're working through in our second service. And by looks of things, our first service is also growing also. And it's all, those are all great problems to have. And my friend Chris is here. We use a storage here. You guys purchased a, a shed for them so they can move their stuff out of them, out of there for them for us, and uh, so we can put more stuff in here, because we have more stuff, we're not cutting any corners with this church plant, so here's the deal, <clears throat> all of you guys are bringing, it's really easy to bring it if it's easy for you to bring, 
it's really easy. If it's easy, it's, well, that's easy. Of course you could bring it. But I believe some of you guys in here today, this points for you. You're, you're seeing multiplication, but you're not seeing blessing because you're not bringing that one thing that God's really telling you to bring. Like, it'd be, can, can we do the math real quick? You do the math for you. Is it easier for you to bring peanut butter and jelly next week or for you to take your paycheck and multiply it times 0.10, which is a tithe, and bring a tithe next week? That, this is easier. This is easier. So here's the deal. Here's the kick. Like, it doesn't help us. We're going to do what we're going to do no matter what. Whether you tithe here or you tithe somewhere else or you don't tithe, this church is going to still go because God's the CFO of this church, and we've been fine for since day one. And we're going to continue to keep on doing fine. But here's what I don't want for you. I don't want you to watch multiplication and miss blessing. I can't be a pastor of this church. And not, I can't not let you be blessed by God. I want you to be blessed by God. Sure, I want you to see multiplication. It's awesome. It's so cool to see God, what God's doing in other people's life. But I don't want to be a cheerleader in the, in the, and bring it. I want, to bring, I want to be in it bringing it. And I can cheer for Paige across the world and watch on, online on a, on, on, a, on a webcast, and that's fine. And I can cheer. There's, I can't. I'm not going to get in that ski. I can barely walk without rolling my ankle. I'm just not going to get in that ski. But here's the, like, I want you to, if you bring what God's telling you to really bring, he can really bless you. Does that make sense today? Like, he really wants to bless you. Like, you're seeing multiplication. Like, yo, multiplication. Look at our church. We've got bags and bags and bags and bags and bags of socks. But, but you've seen the multiplication, but you're not being blessed. Because you're not bringing that thing that God's telling you to bring, that thing. Some of you guys are here today, you're not, you're not on the dream team. But God's telling you, hey, you ought to be on that dream team. That's what he's telling you right now. You're like, I, you ought to jump on that dream team. You ought to go to, you ought to, go to Uber brunch. And you got to come back, and you got to you got to come to next steps right after second service, or God's telling you've already been through dream team, you've already been through the training, but you're not you're not you're not serving anywhere. Like you need to jump on this team. We don't need you to serve. You need you to serve. Like God doesn't even need you to serve, but you need you to serve because when you serve, you're like Jesus. You're you will like yourself if you're like Jesus. I was a pastor for twenty five for, for two hours. When I was 25, it shifted, and I disliked myself for so long. I was a, I was a leader. I've, I've been leading for like almost a decade, and God was like, hey, you gonna, are you going to do this? Are you going to start bringing it the way I'm calling you to bring it, or are you just going to keep on doing it the easy route? And that day, something shifted in me, and I started bringing the thing. I don't know what it is that God's telling you to bring. I'm not telling you. That's, not, that's why I'm not telling you what to do. You have to do what God's telling you to do. Serving, or if it's, I mean, it's giving, or if it's maybe you, maybe you, you should be bringing. It's like I was telling a friend of mine this week, like you need to be in a group because you have something that people are looking for in that group. That's why you need to go to the group to make you're going to make some people around you better. You can bring it. The real blessings come when we bring the one thing that is hardest for us to bring. That's when the blessings come. Multiplication's hot and attractive and it's sexy and everybody wants multiplication. Because it looks good on the outside. I want you to be blessed. Because blessings are bigger than multiplication. Like, does that make sense? Like, it just makes so much sense to me. And I'm standing up here today and I can get super excited about it. I can eat the bread in front of you. But I just, here's blessing. You bring it. So thankful. This is like special revelation that God gave me. I've seen this story a thousand times. I've preached it, but like, <clears throat> when you bring it, God will multiply it and helps all these people. But blessing 
is when at the end of it, the little boy goes back with 12 baskets of fish. He says, Mom and Dad, you're not going to believe this. I was obedient today. <laughs> and I went to Starbucks and only had five loaves of breads. Five loaves of bread and two fish. But now I got 12. What do you think happened in that home that day? Son, you did what? Go back and tell Jesus that you don't want the blessing. Now, he didn't say that. He says, son, we're so proud of you. Well done, that good and faithful servant. I'm so proud of you, son. This is amazing. Like, I'm so proud of you for being obedient. We want a generation coming up behind us to be blessed. It's going to start with me. I want my kids to be, I want my kids to be blessed. I'm, I'm going I'm to I'm be obedient. I'm going to bring it. So my kids will learn how to, to bring it. I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet. <clears throat> Bow your head and close your eyes, if you will. We're so glad you came today. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. We want to give you a gift before you leave today. The greatest gift that we could ever give you <clears throat> is really not a gift from us, but it's a gift from God. It's a gift of salvation. If in your heart today, you're like, man, I just didn't really hear a whole lot of things. I didn't really get a whole lot of this. I didn't get a whole lot of the, this bring it thing. Maybe it's that you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And the one thing that Jesus wants you to have is a relationship with him. Like he brought it for you on the cross for your sins and for my sins. Jesus did that for you. He did that for you. So if you're here today, you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that's step one. Like you don't have to bring anything. Today you can receive the free gift of salvation. So if you're here today, like this, I don't even know what that means. Here's the deal. Like in this room here today, we're all sinners. We've all missed it. We've all said something we shouldn't have said, done something we should have done. We've missed it. Romans 20, Romans 3, 23 says that we're all sinners. Every one of us. And because we've sinned, the Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse 20, 23, there's a penalty for our sin. And the penalty for our sin is complete separation from God. And you won't function well without God. So he came and he knew that you needed that, that he gave his life for you. He hung himself on a cross for your sins and for my sins so that you could have relationships, so that he could fill the void, so he could close the chasm between you and him. He did that for you. Like you couldn't work yourself back. You can't bring enough socks and underwear to work yourself back into a relationship with Jesus Christ. The only thing that gets you a relationship with Jesus Christ is a cross. That's it. It's a cross. And so he says here, and it goes on further and says, if you will confess with your mouth and you will believe in your heart, then you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that chasm between you and him, it can be lifted and you can have intimacy with him. And you are better in a close, intimate, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, this is for you. This is your moment. You don't have to bring it. You can receive it right now today. This is your shot.